Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. When you are listening to this, I will be in Miami. So I kind of like thinking about collapsing time that way, even though I'm recording this in my office. When you listen to this, I'll be in Miami. So hello. (laughs) Hope you guys are having an amazing day. I am super excited to be talking about pivoting into power. This has been something that's been on my mind, and I'm going to talk about a few things that I've transitioned in my business, but... As many of you know, I've had many pivots in my business and a lot of people have a lot of shame about that. Like there's something wrong with changing their mind, going a different direction, um, creating a different iteration. And I want to speak to my process. I want to help you know how your pivot is in the right direction um, because sometimes we change our minds in, in a way that weakens us. And I really want to talk about the idea of pivoting into your power today. So it's going to be a fun conversation. And I'm really excited to talk about other industries. We're going to get there. I'm going to talk about Apple and what, how they've pivoted into power over the years. Because I think there's, there's, a, there's this idea in the entrepreneur culture that we like, commit to something and we push through. And for some people that really works. But what I've found is if you are a visionary, um, if you have big ideas, if you think a lot about the future and you're innovating and you're seeing problems and you want to make things better, a lot of times pivots are required to be in integrity. I know for me, I just went through this with the shift from the pro coach program into the coaching matrix. It felt hard because it was releasing some of the things that I had planted, the seeds that I planted for the pro coach program. Um, And then I in the short term and like the basic way of saying it is I changed my mind, but there was so much more to that. And so part of pivoting into power is really those nuances, the details, the distinctions, the energetic differences of your new idea coming in to play. And so part of the problem is, is if we keep the judgment of the past of not being able to stick to something of not being able to commit, we actually aren't able to innovate. And so I really want to you know, just give you the permission, whatever you need to release the shame and the judgment of yourself for changing directions or for pivoting in your business. Because I think that actually a lot of business businesses pivot. And like I said, we're going to talk about Apple today. And it's like, we all know they pivot, they add new products, they make things better. Um, and for some reason that sounds amazing, but when we do it, sometimes we have this judgment and shame. So, um, this happened to me when I released information about the coaching matrix and how it's going to be, you know, it's different pro coach program was focused really on high level, high ticket clients. And now the coaching matrix is a year long business mentorship. So we talk a lot more than just high level, high ticket clients. There's so much more in, in that program. And I feel really good about it. But when I made the release, I had a lot of positive feedback and a little bit of negative feedback. In fact, one of the people on my email list responded to my announcement email and said that I had given her whiplash. And I laughed because I could totally see where she was coming from um, because I changed my mind a lot. And I had a moment where I realized how much growth I've done in this area because it wasn't enough to throw me. It took me maybe a few minutes to process that comment and just 
really get back to believing in what I was doing and the vision that I had. Um, that was not always the case. I used to be very, um, affected by people's comments like that. And so maybe you're worried that you're going to get negative comments about a pivot you're trying to make. Um, for me, like I started as a life coach and then I pivoted into being a life coach for stay at home moms who wanted to start a business. And then I pivoted into coaching entrepreneurs and then I pivoted into coaching coaches over time. That like sounds really fast. It was over, over years. Right. But I have made pivots and the programs I've launched have pivoted the first iteration of my program. Now I called it coach on fire. Like there have been so many iterations of my business and I used to have a lot of shame around each change, but now I've noticed each change gives me more clarity, more power, more certainty, and more service for my clients. Every iteration of my business has allowed me to give more to my clients than I was before. And so we're going to talk a lot about some um, questions that you can ask yourself if you're trying to pivot into something different, or if you're contemplating, maybe you're changing the forbidden N word, your niche, or um, who you work with. Maybe you're pivoting into high ticket coaching, or maybe you're pivoting into group coaching or a program or a membership, and you're making this transition. And I really want to speak to the people who are making a transition. And also that this podcast can be a resource for you for the future. If you're not actually pivoting right now, you can revisit this podcast to kind of evaluate and also kind of to sell yourself on what you're pivoting into. And this happens at every level. This happens if you're listening to this podcast and you have a team and you're pivoting in, maybe you're adding a new product to your product suite, right? Like a new course or a new way of working with you. And you're trying to get your team on board. Maybe you're a solopreneur and you're just pivoting in who you work with or what you offer. There's so many different aspects of pivoting. And so when I had this idea, um, because I've been considering how I want to teach what I just walked through with my own pivot. I was in the shower and I was like, I'm going to talk about Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and Apple because I, one, I love Apple. I'm talking on my Mac right or into my Mac right now. I have an iPhone. I have an iPad. Like I'm sure you guys are similar. If you're an Apple person, you're an Apple person. And if you're not, that's okay too. (laughs) Everyone knows what Apple is, right? So in 1976, Steve Wozniak created Apple one which was this old computer, like old, old, old computer. In 1998, he created the first iMac, which is the iMac that I saw in school growing up, like the colorful ones. You know, most people would recognize that as their first like big hit. Um, And then in 2001, they released the iPod. In 2007, they released the iPhone. In 2008, the, the MacBook Air and the iPod Touch. In 2010, they released the first iPad. And then 2015, they released the Apple Watch. In 2016, they released the AirPods. And I love this. Okay, so because we so often judge like the iterations and what's cool is, is they perfected their model, right? Like the iPod got better and better. The iPhone got better and better. But then they layered in new products. They pivoted in a very expansive, abundant way. They pivoted into power because it was more service focused on the clients that they wanted to sell to. There was more value added. I know, like I just shared with you, like I own lots of, I have an Apple watch too. Like I own all their, I own like all their products. (laughs) Um, and so they, I think it wasn't confusing because we really wanted what they had to sell. Right. And sometimes I think 
there's, this is a really good distinction. We don't want to pivot into weakness, right? We don't want to pivot into confusion where you're pivoting into too many offers and you can't keep up with it. I've done that before. So (laughs) no judgment for me. Um, we don't want to pivot into something where we're too stretched, like we're stretched too thin. We want to pivot into something that we can hold, something we can over deliver our clients on, something that we feel confident talking about, especially for coaching, right? We don't want to pivot into something that feels overwhelming to us. We want to feel that certainty, that stability, that uh, like we know we can deliver on what we're promising. And so even though I shared the timeline of Apple, I was thinking about um, as coaches, you know, a lot of us start with one-on-one coaching and then maybe we pivot into groups and we keep one-on-one for a little bit. I know a lot of coaches pivot into on- group only or masterminds only. Um, some coaches keep it, you know, keep all levels. But the point is, is you have to decide what feels like your personal power and what it's going to look like over time. And the most relevant question I think we ask ourselves is what does pivoting into power look like at this time? Because the future is is our property, we own it, but it's not reachable. We can't touch it, we can't manipulate it, we can't create it right now. We can only create right now, right now. And then we string those nows together to create our future, but it's ultimately like, I can't affect like right now what's gonna happen in 10 years. I'm building it as I go. And so I really want you to listen to this podcast in your current time, right? What what does pivoting into power looks like, look like for you in this moment, in this season of your business? And so I, in my notes, I wrote down a few questions that I considered when I was pivoting from pro coach into the coaching matrix and other things, but um, especially this pivot felt really big to me. And so I have a few questions that I want to share with you that will help you distinguish if this is a good pivot or if this is so, cause sometimes we pivot because we want to hide, right? We're afraid of committing to something or we, you know, we decided something and it's not working out. And that's not the kind of pivot I'm talking about. I'm not talking about pivoting because we're afraid or pivoting because it's hard, <laughs> right? We're pivoting because we have more clarity. We're pivoting because we see an opportunity to serve better, to make more money in our business, um, to be more integrity, something like that. And these questions are going to help you deconstruct if you're pivoting into power or not. So the first question I have is, does this new direction light me up? And that's a pretty basic question, but I think it's important because sometimes we pivot into something that just is what we're quote supposed to do because we heard it on someone's podcast because that's what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think it's important to feel like excited by your offer, especially if you're doing one-on-one coaching or groups or you have a smaller social media presence because it's you really are connecting with people individually and people are sold on your energy. When you have a bigger business, it's less, you know, if you think about Nike or Tony Robbins or um, I'm trying to think of other brands, Disney, right? They don't need personal connection to their their um, clientele, right? Like they sell through branding, through word of mouth, through messaging, through copywriting. There's a different way of selling. But I think when you're a newer coach or when you're still doing one-on-one consultations and you're kind of um, in the in the grind of building your business, they're going to be directly affected by your energy. And so every offer you need to evaluate, does this light me up? Because that energy is going to be what magnetizes them to you. The second question I have for you, is it more clear than what I was doing before? 
And this is a really powerful question because if it's less clear, you better have a very compelling reason why. But for the most part, you want your pivot to be more clear, have more clarity um, in the new offer or the new opportunity that you're stepping into because it should feel easy to pivot. Not like mentally, but like it should be able, you should be able to explain it, right? Like pivots are always, they're all the mind drama is what's hard, but the actual execution should be easier than before. Number three, is this getting me closer to my ultimate dream or desire? And I love this question because if you can answer that as a yes and feel really compelled by that, the, the, all the drama, all the details that have to change, um, all the transition period, like it's almost like it doesn't even matter because <laughs> you're just like, yes, like this is going to get me closer. That's how I feel about the coaching matrix. I'm like, this is how I want to scale my business. This feels good. This is getting me closer to what I want. And so if you are listening to this podcast and you're trying to make a decision, I, that's just like such a solid question to ask you your, like yourself, is it getting you closer to your ultimate dream or desire? for your business. The next question I have for you, does this serve my past or my future? Because sometimes we want to keep something to keep our old clients happy to, um, maybe honor who we used to be like, whether it's an identity or a niche or, um, a way of being that felt comfortable and cozy. And we like have that loyalty to the past, which will keep you in the past, right? Like you'll keep recreating something. Well, this is how I've always done it. Well, this is what worked back then. This is how I was taught to do it two years ago. Those kinds of thoughts aren't helpful in the now. And so you have to have more loyalty to where you're wanting to go, which is your future. Um, so I think that I really like this question is like, what do you want to be loyal to the past or the future? Now, it's confusing because your brain's going to want to offer you to be loyal to the past because it feels good. It feels safe. It feels like okay there, but it's not true, right? Like it's just familiar. It's something that your brain has run on autopilot. It's comfortable, but that doesn't mean it's actually going to serve you to the highest degree. It's just the future is unknowable. And so it feels really scary to our brains. Like we're going to die, but when you ask yourself, which one do you want to be loyal to? I hope your answer is to the future that you're creating. Your past is over. Can you be loyal to what you're trying to create? Your greatness, your excellence, your like the highest version of you in the future. Why wouldn't you want to be loyal to her? Right? Next question I have for you. Is it simpler than before? And this is like an interesting question to consider. I don't think it's like we talked about, like there's nuances here. So please use your discretion when you're going through these questions. But I think if it is simpler, that's an easy answer. I love the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. McEwen? How do you say his last name? I should have looked that up. But anyway, it's called Essentialism. And I love the book because it really talks about how to make your business very, very simple. And if it makes it simpler, that's a beautiful pivot because you can erase a lot of the mind drama that is created while we're trying to build our business. But also there, like simplicity creates a lot of power. Like when I think of other businesses, cause I love kind of tying the coaching industry into other businesses. Like when I think of Nike, right? Their slogan, just do it is very simple. It's very concise and it's very powerful. Um, not that that's just what their business is. Like just do it is just their slogan. But you could apply that to your business. Like if your offer becomes simpler with the pivot, it'll probably sell easier because simplicity is what people can understand and wrap their brain around and they'll buy it. 
if it's too complex, I think that they, it might be harder to sell. Not that you can't sell it. I, I, there's no absolutes here, but it's just one question to consider when you're making a pivot. Um, and then I really love this next question that I have written down. It's, does it serve a higher level client? Something I teach inside the pro coach program is elevating your ideal client avatar because a lot of coaches get stuck selling to people who can't afford coaching, who don't want coaching, who don't know what coaching is, who, um, have money, but don't want to pay for it. Right? Like there's all these like scenarios and kind of like psychographics of people that coaches accidentally sell to. I did this for a long time. The people I imagined buying my coaching were like, um, people who are struggling with money who didn't understand coaching. Like, why would I sell coaching to them? <laughs> but it seems like the thing to do because that's who I used to be, right? And so I think part of our evolution as coaches is to elevate who we sell coaching to. And this is where a lot of clients find me. They're wanting to shift into high ticket coaching or they're wanting to make it easier on themselves. And they see that they actually want to work with their best client and our best client keeps changing, right? Cause as we evolve and we grow, so do our clients. And so it's a natural progression to pivot in a coaching business, especially with who you work with, because as you evolve as a coach, you want your clients to match. And so this isn't because we don't love the people behind them. This, this doesn't mean that they're not worthy of coaching. This doesn't mean we have those kinds of thoughts at all because they're on their own path. It just means that who you are today is fit for a certain kind of person. And what I love about this is we can have a business ascension model, right? Like that's kind of a podcast for another day, but I think it's worth talking about kind of like what we shared about Apple, right? Like just because someone wants to buy a Mac and they can't, doesn't mean they couldn't buy an iPod touch or AirPods or a way to access the brand. Right. And so I think that, um, in coaching that we have that ability, you know, if someone can't afford your high ticket one-on-one offer, do you have a masterclass? Do you have free stuff that they could, you know, be a part of? Um, I think that that's a beautiful part of business is that you can give a lot of people different ways to access you. And so pivoting doesn't actually have to be you leaving people behind, although that can happen. It could also mean innovating in new offers and new ways of working with you, which is super fun to think about. And so I think that this is a great thing to consider because actually when you innovate this way, when you raise your standard, when you try to reach higher level clients and you still want to serve the people maybe on the beginning of their, their journey, you can create new offers and new business revenue streams. That's kind of how my business has grown is as I've, you know, kind of taken, like, if I think about taking the top two clients of my client roster and then creating more of them and my client roster just keeps getting better and better over time, eventually like I have to do that process over and I still want to serve the people earlier on their journey, which for me right now is the coaching matrix. It's a great place for people who aren't ready to invest high ticket for my one-on-one to be mentored, to ask their questions, to get support. Um, Not that they have to be newer, but maybe they just don't want to invest in a high level one-on-one coach. And that's totally fine. And actually it's perfect. Come join the coaching matrix, right? And you can do this in your business. There's lots of ways to serve. If that appeals to you, like you just have to know also what you want just because you can pivot and have more offers or start new programs doesn't mean you actually want to. I've had many clients think that they want groups and then they retreat kind of, they pivot back. Um, into just one-on-one, but 
I really want to mention that that still is pivoting into power because they made it simpler. They made it better for their clients. It got them closer to their dream, which was one-on-one coaching. And so there's no, it's not that it's like a certain um, path, right? In the industry, especially, I think we see a lot of coaches start to scale and we can make the thought error that that's the way to build a business, that that is success. And I just really want to disrupt that idea because that's not necessarily true for you. You might want to just work one-on-one with clients for months and for years, and that would totally light you up and you don't even have a desire to scale. So pivoting into power for you might be taking on less clients and charging more. It might mean working with different kinds of clients. It might mean extending how long you work with clients. There's so many different ways to pivot into power that doesn't look anything like we see online or for the coaches that we admire. That That's obviously one way, and a lot of people resonate with that way too. But I'm more interested in what's your way. How do you really secretly want to build your business? And are you willing to put your blinders on and pivot into power and stick to it so that you can create the dream life that you have? Because I think one of the great things about social media is we're introduced to new ideas and new ways of doing things, and like a pattern or a system that works for people. And I tend to work with people, so I'm not gonna be surprised if you're listening to this podcast and you kind of wanna innovate in your own way um, because I don't think there's only one way to grow a business. I don't think there's only one way um, or one methodology of business. I just really resist that idea because not everyone wants to scale. Not everyone even wants to make a million dollars. What do you really, really want? And when you can establish that, your pivots are gonna be so much more powerful. Um, and the other thing is I want to talk about building you know, sufficiency and pivoting from sufficiency into power because we're not gonna pivot away from lack, right? You can't pivot out of lack. I'm gonna say that one more time, because dang. <laughs> you can't pivot out of lack. If you're experiencing lack right now, no pivot is gonna compensate for that because that's a perception that you've chosen and believed. And that perception comes with you into the pivot, right? If you're pivoting, if you're trying to escape the lack you feel in your business, the next thing you do is just gonna end up feeling like lack and then you're gonna try to pivot again. And that's the kind of pivoting that I'm really against, right? Pivot, trying to run away from your business, trying to run away from the feeling of not being enough or feeling like money's not enough for you or that your clients aren't enough for you. We really wanna have a foundation of like, my business is good. I love my clients. I'm so grateful for this work. This is such a miracle and a blessing to be in this industry. Like, I love what I do and I see a better way and I'm gonna pivot. That's so different than feeling frustrated and like nothing's working, so I'm just gonna throw in the towel and try something new, right? Like that's a totally different beast. And so I'm way more interested in helping you heal the lack first before you pivot. And so I would be really onto yourself, even though I shared a lot of questions with you, um, really be onto yourself is the ideas you're having, is the pivot you're wanting to make coming from a place of abundance. Pivoting into power, the foundation of that is like the feeling of abundance in your current set of circumstances, life and business. And I learned this lesson um, actually before I had a business, me and my husband moved all over the place. We've lived in lots of different states, lots of different cities. And um, one of the things that we've talked about in recent years is like, 
it's happiness is here. Happiness is not out there. And as a coach, like I know that conceptually, but it was a different experience to really see it play out in my life, right? Like really finding joy and sufficiency wherever I was living and making peace with where I was and not just like accepting it, but really loving it. And if you can do that in your business, every pivot you make will be in one of like more abundance and more power because you're not coming from lack. Lack, you guys know the like the, the words, right? Like lack creates more lack and pivots are no different. I think sometimes it's tempting to think there's a better way or you're going to change up this thing and then it's going to be better. But if it's coming from lack, you just create more of the same. And I saw this in my business for a long time. I thought it was better. It was going to be better when I was making 100K. I thought it was going to be better when my clients, you know, are paying me high ticket. I thought it was going to be better when um, I worked with coaches and my brain was my brain and your brain is your brain. And that will just, that programming, that way of thinking, that way of perceiving the world doesn't change because you change your business model or because you change your prices or because you change your niche, right? That mindset is what needs to be healed first. And then the pivots are so fun and abundant. Um, And you can really love all the little details and all the little things that you get to experience in each pivot and you can see that there's miracles and like things to be grateful for in every moment before you pivot after you pivot there's just so many different things that you can find joy for right now like your business doesn't have to change at all and you can find so much gratitude the fact that we can pop on the internet and call ourselves a coach and meet amazing humans and help people with their lives even if you're not a paid coach right now That's a huge miracle. And can you be in that miracle enough to like really enjoy your business right now? That would be my challenge for you. Um, Same thing for your life, right? Like, can you find, even if you are experiencing circumstances that aren't great, I can guarantee there's things that you have that you can tap into gratitude for if you're listening to a podcast, (laughs) for example. If you have running clean running water, if you have a a shelter, if you have a car, um, if you have a phone and with the internet, right? Like we're so blessed. And if we miss that, it can be so tempting, especially with on the online world, um, to see where we lack. In fact, I really love this book. It's called the gap and the gain by Dan Sullivan. And it is so good. I highly recommend it. Um, and he talks about living in the gain instead of the gap and, I love, I like, I put words to things that I've always felt, which like the words that I would use is like, be in the miracle, right? Like you hear me say that a lot, um, in my, on my platforms because I, it's now, right? Like the miracle is now it's not in the future. We're creating our future by being in the miracle of the now. That's what I really, really believe. Abundance will create more abundance. Um, and anyway, in this book gap in the gain, he talks about, you know, really focusing your mind on, measuring where we started and where we are instead of measuring where we are against where we're going. And that's like worth really evaluating how often in your life are you trying to measure where you are against where you could be. And it always just feels like lack. It always just feels like you're not enough. It always feels like that coach does it better or whatever. But I think this new way of living of seeing the the miracles that are in your life and business right now and that sufficiency and ease and like slow, can you feel how slow it is? Like you're not in a rush when you're enjoying where you are right now. That's a beautiful time to pivot. And so that's what I want to offer you um, wherever you're at. And like I said, maybe this 
this podcast is one that you revisit when it's time to pivot, but maybe you're in a pivot right now. Maybe it's a time for a new iteration or you're ready to change something up. And I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this provided you some clarity or some wisdom or just a shift, even one little shift so that you can make your pivots into power, not from lack, not into chaos, right? We want our pivots to be powerful and aligned. And I hope this helped you do that. Have a beautiful day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I know that attention is a form of currency. Um, so thank you for paying attention. Like, thank seriously, like, thank you for listening to my episodes. Thank you for being a part of my community here. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love my mentorship program, The Coaching Matrix. We take the work deeper and we integrate it. I'm calling it the year of miracles because it will take your life and your business to the next level. I'd love for you to check it out www.itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.